you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Credit scores, credit scores, credit scores. For many people, it's a bane of their existence, and we see ads for them on TV all the time. So we are taking this episode of Queer Money to answer some of your questions around credit score, explain what credit scores are, and how you can improve them. So stick around for the show. This podcast is sponsored by Mass Mutual. Every way we look out for the ones we love is an act of mutuality. Mass Mutual can help with the financial ones. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. Today, we are covering everything that there is to know about credit <laughs> scores in Credit Scores Explained. Well, maybe not, not everything, but we're going <laughs> to give it a good try. A lot. So quite ironically, both in the last couple of weeks, both in our Queer Money Facebook group and amongst the credit card payoff course beta members, we've had a lot of questions about credit scores. It makes sense with the credit card payoff course beta members because one of the steps in the course that we're going to be launching more broadly, January 14th of 2019, includes our debt lasso method, which is a strategy to lower your credit card interest rate payments as low as possible so you can transfer the money that you're putting towards interest towards your principal, pay off your debt more quickly. An important key of that is to have a good credit score. So it makes sense that they came up with some questions, but it was also kind of ironic that the Queer Money Facebook group came up with some questions. So a recent study from Experian about the LGBT community and finance highlighted that credit scores is a leading financial concern of our community. And in several studies, that seems to come up as usually one of the top three financial concerns. Right. I think that study said that more than 70% of us are concerned about having a good credit score. So that's that's a significant number of us. And it's interesting how few people are aware of all of the impacts or what actually makes up your credit score. So that's why we wanted to go into this topic a little bit more. We know we've covered it a couple of times on Queer Money, but we're going to delve a little bit deeper into some of the specific questions. But we also wanted to cover at a high level, right? So at a high level, what is a credit score? A credit score is a three-digit number that ranges between 300 and 850. It's basically a way of telling creditors or individuals that you're interacting with on a financial level. So for example, if you're applying for a loan or you're looking to get an apartment, they're going to use your credit score as basically a way of judging whether or not you are a worthy person of taking on that risk of lending you money or allowing you to live in that apartment, whether or not they think you're going to pay back or pay for what you're asking for. So that's kind of the high-level idea of what a credit score is. Now, what makes up the kind of most important factors of determining that number between 300 and 850? And the higher the number, the better your score. The lower the number, the more risky you're considered to be. So the important things, the probably the three most important things to remember that make up your credit score are your payment history, especially the last 24 months. Have you been paying on time for your utilities, for your uh, rent, for your credit cards, uh, your car loans, anything that you have that you owe somebody any money? 
that they want to see, especially for the last 24 months, that you have been paying those and paying those on time. That's the number one thing that makes up your credit score. The second most important, which is a close second, is your credit utilization. Credit utilization is basically the amount of credit that you're using compared to the amount you have available. So if you have $10,000 available to you on a credit card and you have a $3,000 balance, that's a 30% use of that available credit. Your credit utilization there would be 30%. Now that credit utilization score is looked at for all of the places that you have loans for or available credit. And what you want to do is make sure you're keeping that number, that credit utilization number below 35%. The third most important thing is the credit history, how long you have been borrowing or had available credit. The longer that time frame, the longer you've proven that you can use credit or, or that it is available to you, that it hasn't been restricted, then the higher your credit score is going to be. So why this is so important is the better your credit score, the lower your interest rates will typically be, the more available credit you can you can avail yourself to. But a good credit score can save you hundreds, if not tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime that you could put towards other more important things like buying a home or going on vacation rather than paying high interest rate credit cards or high interest mortgage or auto loans. That can save you tons of money that you can you could spend in a much better fashion. If you're not sure with how much you're paying right now in credit card interest payments, um, we urge you to download our credit card interest rate reality check worksheet, which you can get by going to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 127. You might be surprised with how much you're paying in interest payments. If you total that up and see what the net amount is, you'll be surprised that you might be able to have a much better quality of life than you already do if you were able to spend that on things that were more important to you than uh, simply the the benefit of being able to have credit card debt. Yeah, right. it, that was that was part of our backstory. You maybe have have heard us say this before that at one point we were paying close to ten thousand dollars a year in interest. Just think, ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. We can find a lot better ways to use that ten thousand dollars than sending it off to a credit card company. Exactly. So, Mister Auten, what is the easiest way to find my credit score? Yeah, this is a great one because many of you may not be aware, but your credit score is available to you already by most of the financial institutions that you interact with. So for example, if I go to chase.com and I log into my bank account, I see that that I can click on a link and it will show my credit score. I have a credit card, I can go to that credit card uh, website, I can click on that, there's a little icon that shows what my FICO score is. So a lot of the institutions, whether it's a bank, a credit union, a credit card, those institutions, because they want to know what your credit score is when you apply, they oftentimes maintain that credit score for you and make it available for you on their website. If you don't have access to it through your existing financial institution. There's two other places. We're going to link to an article provided by nav.com that has 150 banks and websites that provide your credit score for free. So it may be an institution that you 
don't necessarily use on a regular basis, but they may have it. The last one we want to suggest is go to freecreditscore.com. That is a division of Experian. Uh, It's a trusted website where you can get your credit score. Don't pay to get your credit score. Absolutely not. Here's a quick word from our sponsor. If, like us, you're getting to a time in your life when you're starting to think about the financial ways of protecting your loved ones, Mass Mutual is there to help. Now let's get back to the show. All right, so why is my credit score different depending on where I get it? Exactly. This often confuses people. Your credit score, you think, would just be the same everywhere you go. But it's not actually the case. So there are three credit rating agencies. One is Experian then there's TransUnion, and then there's Equifax. They each calculate your credit score slightly different. Likewise, they each get the information that they use to calculate your credit score at different times. So even if they're all using uh, the same qualifiers for payment history, they get that information at different times of the month. So you can go to Experian, for example, and you'll see your credit score looks slightly different than what it might look like at, at your Chase account, for example. But typically, they should be relatively close to each other. There shouldn't be a gigantic disparity amongst your different credit scores, but they should be relatively the same. There are also two different ways to calculate a credit score. Um, The most popular and familiar method is uh, the FICO score calculation that most companies use. And then there's also a less commonly familiar Vantage score calculation. So depending upon which of the calculations processes that the different credit rating agencies are using, your score will be slightly different. So As we said, each of the credit scores um, are calculated different. They use different information and they uh, calculate them at different times of the month. But for the most part, your credit score should be relatively the same no matter where you go. All right. How many points do hard inquiries take off my credit score? This is a big question that we often get. People want to apply for a loan. They want to know how exactly is this going to affect their credit score? Right. So as John mentioned, first description here, a hard credit pull or a hard pull on your credit is when typically you're applying for a loan or a credit card. So these are interactions where a financial institution is going out and they're looking at trying to figure out whether or not you're a credit risk. And what that does is it can have an impact on your credit score because the more often that you're inquiring as to what your credit score is or what your credit history is or an institution is inquiring about that, the more often it is that you're probably applying for credit. So for a single instance, it's most likely going to have a small impact on your credit score. What we're typically seeing is that anywhere from about four to five points, your credit score will drop when you have a hard inquiry. Now, what is also common is that if you have a significant number of inquiries, for example, six or more, it is likely that you're in a desperate financial situation. And more often than not, these are individuals who are likely to be declaring bankruptcy. So because of the significant numbers and the history of seeing this happen, institutions are a little bit more cautious when someone inquires significantly or a significant number of times. So this could have a much more larger impact. You could actually see your credit score go down significantly because of that. We don't have any specific numbers, but again, one or two inquiries, not a problem. If you do it a whole bunch, if you're applying for a whole bunch of different credit cards or a whole bunch of different loans, you're probably going to see it hit your credit score significantly. 
All right, so could I apply for more credit, thereby increasing my available credit to lower my credit utilization? Well, that's a nifty trick, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So the answer to that question is yes, you could, but it's definitely not advisable. David and I highly push against that strategy. That's because increasing your credit utilization uh, increases the chance or the risk that you might actually over leverage yourself. Um, And that could have a long term detrimental effect on your financial situation and also your credit score in the long run. Um, It will also increase your available credit. But you also another calculation you have to be aware of, though it doesn't have as big of an impact on your credit score, though it does have a bit of an impact is your debt to income ratio. Um, you want to you want to make sure that you keep that at a fair balance. Otherwise, that sends a red flag to lenders as well that you have too much debt, and that could adversely affect your credit score. So, yes, the answer is you could increase your available credit to improve your credit utilization, but it's highly advisable not to do so. It can have a lot of detrimental effects. All right, and our last question, Mr. Otten, what's the best, most efficient way to improve my credit score, since that's what we're focused on? Sure. So improving your credit score, we have to go back to those major factors of what makes up your credit score. Number one is your payment history. So you want to look back, have you missed a payment in the last 24 months? If you have, that is what's having a detrimental impact on your credit score. So you want to make sure you're paying for all of your bills on time. You don't want to have those 30-day notices. You don't want to have the credit agencies receive a report from whoever it is that you've borrowed money from saying that you are not paying on time. One of the things that we suggest is try to automate as much of those bills as you can so that they are paid based on when they're due. So set up bill pay, set up automatic payments with your credit cards. All of that can help increase your credit score by proving that you're paying on time. The other things that you want to do, again, is lower that credit utilization. That means paying off your loans, paying off your credit card balances. The lower your credit utilization, the higher your credit score is going to be. And then never close your credit cards that have a long history. Longer history, a credit history is important. That needs to be reported. So don't close the credit cards that you've had the longest. If you're going to close a credit card, make sure it's one of the ones that you've had for a relatively short period of time. The other suggestion that I would have, if you're trying to figure out how many, uh, which credit cards to close, as David said, keep the ones with the longest history, close the ones with the shortest history. And I would also suggest anything that um, is not actually advantageous, such as department store credit cards very often have super high interest rates and don't actually provide any value to your your financial situation. So maybe lean towards cutting those cards down, um, cutting those cards up and keeping um, the more traditional credit cards available to you. So those are our most common questions that we've been receiving about credit score. The reason this is so important, as I said, is that this can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime in terms of what you're paying in interest rates, whether it's credit cards, mortgage, or car loan rates. Um, If you want to get a snapshot of what you might be paying currently in interest rates, we urge you to download the credit card interest rate reality check, which you can get at www.debtfreeguys.com forward slash 127. If you have any questions, uh, we're always available to help you out. We've also got a great group on Facebook in the Queer Money Facebook group. A lot of engagement in there with a lot of dialogue and questions being answered, not just by us, but by other people in financial services, as well as other people within the group who are experiencing real life improvement and engagement uh, with their financial situation. 
I know that we said that our credit card payoff course won't be coming out until January 14th of 2019. Um, and that might keep some people antsy. I know there are a lot of people who are interested in taking that. In the meantime, we urge you to take the seven-day debt freedom challenge, which is available uh, on the homepage of debtfreeguys.com. That can kind of give you an inkling of, of what to expect, what's coming out in January, and uh, kind of get the ball rolling and improving your financial situation. Right. One of the goals that we have with that debt-free challenge or debt freedom challenge is to help you find $500 so that you can send that to your credit cards to start paying them off right away, starting to develop some of the great habits that help you have a great credit score. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Queer Money. We will talk to you next week. To learn more about our sponsor, MassMutual, or to find an advisor, visit MassMutual.com. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.